Hey, I cannot wait to share the episode I have with you today. But before I start, I want to share with you about a summit that I have the privilege of speaking in. But it's not just me, but it's it is several amazing women who are coming together and to talk about how love changes the world. It's a free summit. And actually, not only is it free, but there is a large list of bonuses, um, freebies, a, a blessing bag for when you sign up for the well, when you sign up for the summit, including my boundaries class and a multitude of other things, all free just for signing up for the summit. I would love for you to join me in that. Not only to come and hear me speak, because, well, let's face it, if you're listening to this, that means that you, well, you're not opposed to listening to me speak because, I mean, this is a podcast and that's all I do is speak. But I digress. Come join me at the summit. Sign up. It's free. It's amazing. Um, I have not heard any of these speakers, but I have looked up their bios and I cannot wait. If you're not able to make it live, um, the the host of the summit has typically it's $97 to $300 to get the replays. It is $10 to get the replays. And in fact, I can't come live to listen to all of them. So I am getting the replays as well. And I can't wait to hear these amazing speakers. But until then, let's start with, I think, part four or part five. I don't know. We're still clearing the clutter, and let's do this. Hi, friend. I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken-spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy, and I'm going to do a short podcast today. One reason is over the last few weeks, you know, I've been telling you like, it's like, I can't stop coughing and I am just physically tired. Well, come to find out I had pneumonia and I am on the meds. It's amazing what happens when you get a diagnosis and you get it right and you get the right medication and you get the right um, prescription in like, this is what you need to do, what your body needs to do. And there's nothing like laying and sleeping all day that gets you thinking about all the things you should be doing even if you don't want to do it, things that you had no intention, cleaning out the closet, um, going through paperwork, getting a head start on your taxes, you know, all these things. And that's over the last like two weeks, I have been really trying to force myself into doing these things that I don't have the energy to do. And it made me think of it today as I was trying to decide because the one thing that I do love doing and I miss doing is 
recording is talking to you and um, sharing my thoughts about this, which is one reason why that, and I've made a commitment to myself that I would not miss a Monday. So here I am. So I don't miss a Monday. So I, um, I'm getting close to the hundred episodes, which is really exciting. But what better way to really clear the clutter when you can't actually do anything? I know I, I spent a lot of time, like I went to go and lay down and I took a four hour nap without even realizing it. And I would go and I would start making dinner and then I'd have to sit down because I was physically exhausted. And so I had to look at my calendar and really decide what needs to be done and what am I going to have to set aside or what am I going to have to help ask for help for and what can I push off to later or which don't need to be done at all. And so today I want to talk about clearing the clutter of your expectations for yourself because if I know anything about you, if you're listening to this podcast for any any t- length of time, you get that, well, you're probably similar to me in that it really doesn't matter how you show up, what you do, what your calling is, who you want to be, and how you're perceived in the people around you. And it perceived in that, how can I mentor? How can I inspire? How can I support and serve my people well? And with that, we, we push ourselves to do these things. And we have these such high expectations, high expectations for ourselves. And we go, go, go until we can't go anymore, which is what happened, which I, I told the doctor, I'm like, I can't, this is not working for me. I don't get sick. Like I take care of myself. I take my vitamins. I exercise. I eat fairly healthy. I rest. I get my sleep at night. How am I sick? And to that, he's like, well, it's probably just your time. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like that answer. Um, but the one thing that he was right in that is that if I don't take time, if I don't clear the things that I have to do and give myself body, my give my body time to rest, I won't ever kick this. It will get worse. And that's what it was doing because the sicker I was, the more I was trying to prove to myself that I wasn't sick. How many times do we get in that rut? The harder we try, the, or the, the more we want, the harder we force, and we're trying to prove it to ourselves that we're not lazy or we're, that we know where we're going or that we want, we can do it all. Sometimes that we can do it ourselves. We get into this lone wolf syndrome kind of mentality that we think that it's all on our shoulders. And friend, this expectation is not only wrong, but it's dangerous. Now, like I said, I did. I took care of myself. I, you know, I, I eat fairly healthy. In fact, I just got off a 30 day challenge. And so my diet was on point. I um, laid down some expectations that I had for school this year and, and identified new expectations, new well, basically what I did is I looked at how do I want to feel at the end of the school year and what do I want to be able to say about myself, about my kids, about our relationship. And that's 
how I set the boundaries for this homeschool year. Sure, education is crucial and them getting their work done is so important, but it's how we were going to get it done that I really wanted to focus on. Because last year I pushed to try to get it done because that's what you did in public school is you got all the work done and you got the grades and you move on. So this year I was like, okay, I'm going to do it a little bit different. Give myself that freedom to remove some of those expectations about doing it all, realizing that, okay, what does doing it all mean? Because let's be 100% real. We can't do it all. We can't have it all. And we can't be it all. But we can decide and we get to define what we're going to do, who we're going to have be, and what we're going to have. We get to decide that. So have it all, it means something different to each person. When I sat down and defined it for myself, what I wanted, what I was going to you know, work towards, what I could set down because it was unrealistic and or didn't even get me to the goal that I was wanting. And I tell you, nothing does it more than when you're laying in bed and you can't actually do the things that you want to do or the things that you think you need to do. Um, am I alone in that? Am I alone when I, you physically can't do something? It's when that's the most important thing and I have to get the dishes done or I have to get this. Um, I, I'm working on this um, this new program that I'm that I'm getting ready to, to launch that I want to share. I'm tweaking some things that I've done just because I see after working with, with you and talking with you and seeing. So I have all these high expectations. Have it done by September 1st. Have this done. Have a, have a group going by mid-October. Have a, you know, work with the clients that I'm working with and expand that. Be able to homeschool. Be able to get my kids to sports. Be able to get have some kind of a personal life and, and relax and have hobbies. Because I haven't had those in a while. But I was putting so much pressure on myself that I wasn't actually able to do anything. So my body was like, I'll take care of this for you. I'm just going to shut down for a little while. When we look at our schedules, when we look at the expectations we set for ourselves, we have to ask us ourselves, we have to ask these questions of what do you really want? And why am I setting up that expectation for myself? Why am I pushing myself for that? Is it because I really want it? Is it because of my ego and because it will look like I have it all together? Is it something that is going to further and serve my people, my my people well? Because truthfully, that's my goal is to, to love and serve my people well. To be able to enjoy and experience life with them and not just drive them to and from. Not just exist to make all our dreams come true, but build a relationship with them that we can carry on, that they can carry on to adulthood and they want to hang out with me. They want to have continual relationship. That's more important than making sure that everything is done. And with that, we have to get real about the expectations on ourselves. Are these expectations ones that were put there by our parents or our parents' parents? Was it put there by society saying, this is, look at this picture, look at this magazine. This is really what you want. 
I mean, look at those. I, I love looking at like DIY magazines. I love looking at like Pottery Barn magazines. And, but look at the pictures with the eye of how comfortable is it? Because when I walk into my house, I want to feel at home. I want to feel comfortable. I want to be cozy. I don't want it to be cold. I don't want it to be stuffy. I don't want it to be a museum where everything is curated perfectly and there's no story. That's for me. But what Pottery Barn tells me is, oh, I need that vase and I need it now. Oh, if I'm going to get the vase, it's kind of like, like Phoebe and Rachel. Remember that whole um, Friends episode about the Pottery Barn? I think it was Pottery Barn. Um, and um, how much Phoebe hated, hated it. It probably wasn't Pottery Barn. But it, you know what I'm talking about, though, where it's, and Rachel loved it and would get it. And finally, Phoebe saw the window and it's like, are you saying I need that lamp that goes with this? It goes with this. And and then, and Rachel's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying or something like that. You know, the idea is where it, it curates for us. Is that what happened with your expectations? Have you been accumulating expectations over the years? And instead of setting one down that no longer serves you or no longer gets you what you want, you just put a layer on top of it and then a layer on top of it until you actually don't even know who you are anymore or what you want or what your next step is because you're so paralyzed by expectations that you put on yourself that you can't see the next step, that you don't have the freedom to act outside of fear because what if I get it wrong? What if I go in the wrong direction? What if I pivot and make a completely different choice? I've been struggling with that a little bit lately. Just this pivot of what, what do I want? What is God calling me to do? What is he calling me to do? And I think that part of the reason why I was laid out is because I needed time to think and I needed time to not do all the things so I could sit and I can reflect and I can get honest with myself about what really is important. Why do I do what I'm doing? If you have not done the why exercise to figure out what really is layers and layers underneath the why that you have written for yourself, it's good. It is one that will help you filter out all of the, the BS, all of that busyness, all of the stuff, and get to the heart of what is really important. In an upcoming episode, I'm actually interviewing a one of my clients who um, I remember when we first started working with, with her, when we start, started the journey, that was, that was one of the first exercises we did is the power of why. And I remember seeing that light bulb go on when she got to it, because of course her beautiful girls, she, she's a stay at home mom. She runs her own business. And, um, and I, I'll wait to tell you more of the story and let her tell her story because it really is a beautiful story. But I remember because the initial, the initial thought was, well, I'm doing it for my girls. So they have freedom. 
And when we got down to the layers, her why was so much richer than just that. Even that would be good enough. But there was more to it that she uncovered. And then from that is how we built the boundaries of what she does and what she doesn't do. From what her her upline will ask her to do or what other people are doing who are in the same industry and what's right for you. When she started removing those expectations that were placed by her and and take ownership. I'm going to say like our expectations on ourselves. I'll talk later and I know I've talked before about expectations of others because that's a whole nother beast. But the expectations we put on ourselves, why are they there? And what are they protecting us from? I have no doubt that they served us at one time, but but what could it be? What could that expectation be stopping you from? Because what if you set that down and you gave yourself the freedom to try something different or to choose how you're going to feel about it and work towards that or what you want the outcome to, what do you want to say about the outcome versus what it looks like? And with that, it's, it is freedom. It's a little bit scary, but in such that scary sighted, I think that's how it's said, like it's scary and excited, exciting. And it gives you that, that flexibility to try something different, that freedom to, instead of we're trying to meet this expectation that shouldn't be met, it is actually giving you that space, that margin that you're looking for to try something different. So when you start getting overwhelmed, when you start getting stuck, when you start like not knowing what your next step is, or when you don't recognize who you are anymore, ask yourself, what expectations do I have that no longer belong to me, that no longer serve a purpose, and that no longer are going to keep me in bondage? Because expectations are ones that they seem like I, I should be, I should do this. I, um, one of the biggest expectations that I set on myself is that I was going to work like, well, I'm just going to say it, that, that I was going to be a grief coach and I am not a grief coach. If you haven't noticed that yet, like that is one of the things, um, people who've asked me about my podcast and I'm like, Honestly, I haven't talked about grief in a while. And it's not because I don't still live in grief. Um, like I said, it's a passive grief. It is a integrated grief. It's still very present in my life. And in fact, I, I want to show some pictures um, soon, a social media post. I'll, I'll do something um, because I was looking at my kids and realizing that they though they are still grieving as well because once you've lost someone that's said you want to keep part of them with you and that's how you do it is by that that loss by that that um compassion and that empathy that you learn through losing something but a lot of it is i realize that through it i lost myself through that whole process and i'm in that discovery process of who am i now and so when people ask me, I, I'm a restoration and confidence coach. I help people restore and uncover, dis discover who they were called to be. I like to help 
remove those layers of, of protection that are no longer needed. Lose those perceptions, those expectations that are put on by yourself and by others. And will and help will and help you be able to have that freedom to live the life that you desire, no matter the circumstances, no matter what you have or what you don't have, no matter what your calling is, because we all have a calling. And when I have the privilege to work with you and help you discover those opportunities and the hope inside of your story and help you see the purpose of the calling that God's placed on your heart and how you are exactly where you need to be. There is no accidents. And I don't believe in regrets. I believe that we make decisions based on the, the information we have, the protections we have in place that we're there for a reason. So don't, don't be hard on yourself for decisions you made in the past. But it doesn't mean you're stu- you have to stay there. It doesn't mean you have to keep those expectations. It doesn't mean that you are limited by those expectations or by your circumstances. You get to discover who you are and who you are meant to be and who you're called to be and what God has placed on your heart. When I started telling people that, instead of, yeah, I'm a grief coach or I'm a widow, I'm still a widow, I'm still a widow. And I still work with, with people who are grieving, but it's typically the grieving themselves. Who am I now? What do I want? And how do I get it? What am I willing to set down? Instead of adding more things to our to-do list, adding more books and more programs and more adding things like physical things, emotional things, things to our life. It's typically when we start clearing that clearing those expectations, clearing the clutter that is keeping you from actually answering the question of what do you want and who do you want to be? When you clear all of the stuff and get to those questions, that's when the transformation happens. That's when the magic and the freedom comes, that margin that you get to make a decision based on what's next instead of what would happen in the past. And that's what I want for you. On Thursday, I have a workshop coming up and I would love to see you there. In fact, I don't think that you can afford to miss it because if you want to change, if you want to remove those expectations, you got to know how. You got to know, you need to know what's possible. And sometimes we're so close to our expectations that we can't even see them. Sometimes we're so close to our blind spots and to the circumstances that we don't see a way out. But let me show you how. Let me show you how I did it. Let me show you how I started to live a thriving life, no matter what was going on around me, even after I lost my husband and and raising a two and four-year-old on my own. Let me show you how I can take these teenagers that I have now. Well, one's 12 and a half, but she's close enough and So yeah, these teenagers that I have now and how we have a relationship that is so good, not perfect, still parent, still, I'm the meanest mom in the world. Um, Still get the, I can't believe you don't love me, mom statements. And you're the, you're, you know, I have 
mama bear as as your contact is because you're so overprotected. All those things. But when when my son chooses to come up and give me a hug and say, mom, I had a rough day today. Can we talk about it? That's when I know I've done something right. That's when I know that we've cultivated that experience to where he trusts me, even though I'm the meanest mom in the world. When it comes down to removing expectations, when I started rebooting for myself, when I started showing up as me and figuring out who that was and what I want that to look like, that's when the relationships that I was, that mattered the most grew the most. And I want that for you. So come to the workshop and I can't wait to see you there. If you can't make this one, I'll be really sad, but I'm going to do it again because I feel like this is so important. And if you don't take a chance on yourself, if you don't get honest with yourself, then you're going to be in the same place you are right now for the next six months, the next year. And is that worth it to you? How much longer do you want to live under this these shackles of expectations and fear and overwhelm and stuck and and just live in that pain live in the sorrow of your circumstances live in the victim mentality and feel that you can't like you can't control things that you absolutely can control things that you can decide because you have breath you can make choices you can look at perspectives differently and you can see the good but sometimes we have to clear things in order to be able to unveil that uncloud it to remove some of these accumulated stuff this clutter that is keeping us from being who we were called to be well this is a lot longer than i was expecting and i need water because my throat i'm about to go on a coughing fit so i'm gonna stop here and I just want you to know, friend, that I am praying for you and that I am so excited that we're on this journey together. And I can't believe I'm getting ready to do my hundredth episode when I did not even think I could do five. When I stepped out of that fear, the expectation of what it's going to be and how much time it needs to be and how it needed to look when I just got real and then just went for it. And now here I am at almost a hundred episodes. How awesome is that? With that, I'm going to say, friend, choose joy until joy chooses you. Bye.